I am Joseph Kronberg, and this is the Daily Giddy Up Podcast, focusing on inspiration, motivation, and positivity to guide you towards making small, mindful decisions that can have profound impacts on your life. Hi, everyone. I appreciate you listening in. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, everyone should recognize that how you wake up each morning will set the tone for that day. Each choice we make from the second we open our eyes will compound daily, monthly, and annually. I encourage each one of you to take five to 10 minutes every morning to prioritize yourself with mindful practices before turning to daily tasks at hand. I'm here today with one of my best friends from growing up and life, James Alvarez. James is a businessman turned Ironman and, and is forging his own path. Today we will discuss his journey, his routines, and the mindset that it takes to compete and complete Ironman triathlons. Let's giddy up. Jim, thanks for being here. Honored to have you as my first guest. We have been on this journey of life together since childhood, and it's led us here. Maybe not exactly where we thought we'd be, but where we're supposed to be. How are you doing today? I'm good, Joe. Happy to be here, man. It's a pleasure, and uh, really excited for you to be kicking off your journey as well. Yeah. And love seeing you forging the path forward here with the uh, podcast newsletter, getting your whole, getting everything going. So excited yeah. to be here and be part of the journey. Thanks. I appreciate it. The way I look at it is you've been a part, you know, from day one of, of how we've forged forward together. And uh, so it only made sense to have you on here and help inspire others to focus on how they think about mindfulness and how they think about consistency and morning routines to better their day and how those each day bettering yourself can compound to really a strong and impactful achievement further down the road and, and looking long term. I'll start off by, I guess, asking you, um, how do you find mindfulness in the morning? Let's talk a little bit about your morning routine. Is, what's the importance of consistency, of, of, of dedication, of, of having an anchor to how you wake up? It makes all the difference in my whole day, actually. And over really the past year, two years, I've really begun to hone in on exactly what it is I like to do. But I mean, basically, it starts with some type of physical movement, whether that's stretching, some yoga, mobility work, whatever the case is, mm -hmm. and then followed by some writing. So journaling has become a big part of, of my day and my morning routine, especially. And then maybe diving into some reading or, or whatnot. But the, the biggest thing is accomplishing all those things before I ever dive into my phone yeah. or dive into my computer or, I mean, the TV never goes on during the day anyway, but or diving into a show or something. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'll look at my phone when I first wake up to see if there's anything that seems like it's of important, say a message from a family member that I want to check on. Right. But unless it's important, uh, I mean, I don't even engage in conversation. I don't even, don't even respond and let it sit for as long as possible until I get through my, my movements. And yeah, I'm the, uh, I'm the first person who can attest to that being true because <laughs> it's it's tried and true to get in touch with Jimmy it is is a bit difficult, but you know I, I actually wrote wrote that down as you were talking about how you started your day and your stretching and the mobility. I was curious, you know, what you were going to say about you know when your first interaction with technology or picking up the phone was, and how that sort of was a delayed process to your morning routine. And I I think that that that's very very interesting because it's important to know like who you are and waking up, everybody has five minutes to take at least to find their morning routine 
before they turn and focus on someone else or something else and the task at hand. I think that's a really important point because you're focusing on waking up and finding your own space before you go and help and do things for others. And I was curious how you got into, touched on a lot of really interesting points around journaling and, and stretching and, and meditating. And I'm curious, what was your process towards getting into that routine? Because I, I think a lot of people may have hesitation or struggle figuring out like what that means to them and how they go about finding something that works for them. Because it'll be different yeah. for everyone. Oh, of course. And, it, and it's like anything. It's a discipline that takes time and you need to figure out for yourself what really, really works. And even for me, my routine has changed probably 10, 15 times over the last year or two. But the consistency is that I have a routine. Right. So I make sure that, I mean, for me, it's really about when I wake up in the morning, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to start my day right away. My mind just goes from the second I open my eyes. And so for me, it's really about slowing my mind down and really assessing how I feel that day before I just dive into it. Because what I've found is if I just wake up and let my mind just take over and dive into all these different things, then before I know it, I'm down a path that I didn't want to be. And the things that I wanted to accomplish that day never got accomplished because I, I let my day get, get out of hand. Right. So, you know, it's, it's been a journey figuring out exactly what works for me. It's something that even as recently a few weeks ago, I've changed up again. Right. One thing that I just started incorporating which you and I have spoken a little bit about is morning, morning pages, right. which is something that I heard about on the Tim Ferriss podcast. Um, and basically it's taking time in the morning to longhand, long form, write Three pages into your journal. Right. And whatever, whatever it is, it's just a matter of getting three pages done and it's supposed to really, you know, kick your day off, right. And spur creativity. So it's also, you know, your own journey, what works for you. And then also as you learn more about maybe what works from other people, like for me, this morning page is incorporating those things. So it's, it's, it's an evolution of really, you know, what it is that you're trying to accomplish and uh, what do you find most effective? Yeah, no, I think I really resonated with two things that you said in the same sentence was consistency and flexibility counterintuitive, but at the same time, very intuitive to align with each other. The consistency is that you always have something that you're doing, but the ability to allow yourself to have that consistency in knowing you have a routine creates flexibility in your ability to try different things and explore different ways so you don't get stale in your own routine. It's, it's, it's a similar way to like changing up a workout. If you do the same exercise every single time, yeah, you'll get really good at that but you're being very, you're not really paying attention to the other parts that may need to be exercised or worked out. So you become very strong in one sort of silo versus being able to touch on all different parts across our spectrum when you, when you go through your routine and your mindful practice. I would say, yes, for sure. You, you end up ignoring other areas that you should be working on. But you also or maybe you don't even know about, right? There could be other areas you don't even know about. So part of that ex that flexibility is the exploration. Exactly, and, and and even sometimes in your routine, your routine can be a detriment to something that you're doing too much. So I have a saying in my head that your routine is good until your routine becomes routine. Right. And basically, for me, that. it's like once my routine becomes stale, it's no no longer useful for me. Right. So it's right. good to have a routine, but it's good to always be assessing, am I getting the most out of this routine like I was in the beginning of it? Or do I need to change some things because physically something's ailing or mentally something's bothering me 
and now I need to think about it a different way. Right. So that's kind of the mantra that I repeat in my head to constantly be assessing is what I'm doing really the best, best what I can be doing for myself. Right, right. And, and that was repeated again, because that was really interesting. Your routine is your routine until it's your routine. Routine is good until routine becomes routine. Exactly. That's that's really powerful. I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna take it with. <laughs> good. I hope so. Um. So yeah. I mean, as you think about building on that routine and changing things up. And speaking of change, right? I know. You know. Uh, two years ago, you kind of made a big change in your life. You made a decision to make a transition from a you know very interesting, very um, as many people would say, rewarding in some capacities corporate job that a lot of people would would want to have to go on your own sort of journey. And I'm curious what you know part of that and those decisions um, and where your mind was at when you were making those changes and thoughts. What was that? process like for you to go through, you know, having something that you've been doing every day for since you've graduated from school to then say, you know what, I'm going to change this up entirely and uh, figure out a new, a new path and a new, and a new journey. What was that? What was that transition like? It's interesting kind of segueing from the whole routine conversation, because in a way, the routine of my job got to be too routine for me. And it, it was no longer fun anymore. Mm -hmm. So we were a smaller mom and pop type company when I started there. Um, and I, I worked there for almost 10 years and we grew exponentially over the years to the point of a corporate takeover or you know, acquisition I should say. Mm-hmm. And the dynamics just changed. Things kind of stopped being fun. And for me, I just started to think about branching out and, and really wanting to do something on my own. Right. I had been part of this amazing company that had grown and had learned so much that I felt like I wanted to take what I had built here and what I had learned and try to figure out how to do it for myself in, in, in my own way. So that that was a big factor, probably the biggest that really got me to start thinking about leaving. And I left the company just under 10 years there, but I probably started thinking about it about two years before that. And so then it was just really a mental journey, actually, in trying to unwind myself from this company that in some respects raised me into adulthood to sound kind of cheesy but you know I started there when I was 21 and had worked with was working with all these successful people and throughout the company and they brought me up and taught me a lot of what I knew and so unwinding myself from that was a journey in and of itself but that's what kind of spurred it um I would I would also say at the end, I became pretty burnt out. Mm-hmm. So while it was a fun, rewarding job, it was also very high paced, high intensity, right. which is high stress. And it was a lot of hours. And so by the end of it, I was pretty burnt out. And I was one of the people that never really thought burnout was a real thing. Right. And I remember even the first time the term was ever brought up to me by one of the physicians that I worked with and hold in high regard. And I just thought to myself, I'm a young guy. I like to work hard. I've been exercising my whole life. Like I'm mentally strong. Burnout doesn't impact me. Right. Nothing can, nothing, nothing can over, I, I can overcome anything basically. Yeah. And that's not for me. That's for everyone else. And a year, two years down the line, it started to become a reality and I started to feel it. And I just said, I, I can't do this anymore. The, the perceived rewards of it, are no longer outweighing the 
the negative impacts I was feeling right. mentally and physically. And sometimes recognizing your weakness is almost your greatest strength, right? And recognizing that your inability to get what you needed out of what, where you were is part of what changed. And the mindset that you had is, of, am I being challenged? Is this what I want? What's the next challenge I want to accomplish? You know, and having the plan both to get in through that two-year process to making the decision to leave, as well as the plan to say, well, what is, what is the plan going to bring me in the future? I know it's not going to be here. Then you put in all the sort of steps that you kind of touched on in the routine, right? Your dedication to building out that plan and the transition, the consistency around how you go about thinking about, well, this is is this what I want? Is this not what I want? I don't want to be doing this any longer. And then focusing on on, on action steps to, to sort of make that jump. And I think, I think that's really important is to say, am I being challenged? Do I want to be here? And then if, not, if the answers to those things are no and no, then make a plan and set your mind to it and put yourself back into the routine, touch on the routine of saying, what is the routine that's going to get me out of this? Is there a plan that I can put in place to say, if I do this every day, it'll compound to being where I want to be. In a year from now. And you said, you know, it was a two-year process for you. So that's really profound to say that you kind of were able to put those pieces of the puzzle in place to say, in two years from now, I want to be able to, you know, be here. Or if you don't know where here is, it's not where you're currently at. And that's progress. Once you're making progress. I, I liken that sort of process as well to to jumping into doing triathlons, right? To running, to doing Ironmans, to, to dedicating yourself, to setting a plan, to having a routine. And I'm curious how, you know, all the pieces we've touched on of the, of the puzzle so far, how that aligned you to sort of getting the mindset of um, working towards and accomplishing and completing Ironman triathlons, which is, for those who don't know, it's a two and a half mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and then a marathon the same day, all in a row. So if you didn't know, now you know. And if you didn't know, Jim's done too, and more to come. And uh, I'm impressed. <laughs> It's a glorious day. Hey, I can I can only imagine what crossing that finish line must have felt like uh, when the first time you ever finished. Um, it must have been you know uh, uh, overcome with emotions. Maybe you could you could touch on some of those feelings. Yeah, for sure. I'll uh, I'll answer that. I'll, I just want to go back to your point you made about feeling challenged, and that's a good a good piece for again when I was thinking about leaving was I no longer felt challenged, which I guess you picked up on, but that was a big piece. And for me, I'm someone that I inherently make my life more difficult just so I can be challenged on a daily basis. So if something is easy, I will go out of my way to make it hard just because that's how I like to live. And that's just, that's me. That's how so, you get a sense of accomplishment. When you're challenged to do something, the accomplishment is that much sweeter. And I also feel as though if this is easy, why can't I just maybe do a little bit more? Why can't 100%. I just take it to that next right. level? Right. Go that and extra mile. And instead of taking the easy route, you know, taking the escalator, I'll take the stairs. It's like, it's, exactly. 12, it's 12 steps, right? I don't need someone to do it for me. I'm going to do it. Exactly. Love that. And so, so that, was a, that was a contributing factor as well. And then by fate, coincidentally, at the same time is when triathlon Ironman really came into my life, actually. So. My my first Ironman I did in summer of 2018, and 2018 is actually when at the end of 2018 is when I left my job. Right. And so I started training in the beginning of 2018 January, and that in a lot of ways got me through my last year of work actually. 
right. because I was getting up every day, training with a group of guys, would train after, after work on the weekends. I mean, I, we would joke about how we spent more time with each other than we did with our own families right, because right. that's how many hours you're putting into the, to the training and everything. Right. So that presented itself. I started to shift my focus to really training for my first Ironman. I was lucky enough to have a group of people, about 15 people, a few of which have already done Ironman, have been to Kona, right. competed there. So definitely successful in their own right. Wow. And really spent the year training. Was that intimidating to sort of walk into that group and say, wow, you guys have really accomplished some interesting stuff. Well, you know, what's your mindset in that capacity of saying, uh, how, do I, how do I measure up, right, to these, to these guys who are potentially – you know, all triathletes, all these rock star guys who you know, walk it in there um, pretty green and in and, and these sort of events and, and saying, I'm in, I'm, I'm coming with you. Yeah, it's extremely intimidating to say the least. You're basically, you're entering a group of alpha males yeah. who are all successful and accomplished in different events, not just Ironman, ultra marathons people have run. Some of them have run 30 marathons in their life, just a, a whole slew of experience throughout all of them. And yeah, for sure, showing up, it was like, all right, well, what do I have to do to show that I can be here and I can hang with these guys? Right. And right. that definitely showed itself in the beginning in terms of pushing myself you, too much. Yeah, yeah, I remember you were telling me um, about, about a hill you guys were climbing and you kind of gave it your all with this other guy who's just, you know, a savage hill climber a rider and you were like there was no way i was gonna let him beat me but why don't you, you could touch on that because that was that was hilarious yeah that that was that was probably the first real running day i did running session i did with the group right. and so we were running hill repeats actually yeah. in great neck ravine ravine hill which is like probably like a quarter of a mile like a four percent grade climb and so we're just running repeats. We were probably doing like nine repeats that day. And there was this one guy who was out in front of everyone. And I, I played soccer. I'm pretty fast. I'm in shape. Even though I wasn't in triathlon shape, I'm in shape. So I spent the session just chasing him. And he, I, I, never, I never got up before him, not once. Right. But I was right on his tail the whole time. And it's out of the, the group, I was, Yeah. And I was, the, I was the second person pretty much that whole day. Fast forward... I had a offsite meeting for work, so I'm coming back from that meeting. And one of the guys who I trained with is actually my former, our former high school soccer coach. All right. He calls me just to check in. He's just a nice guy. He's like, "Hey, how you feeling?" I said, "I'm glad you called." I said, "Because I have never felt so sore <laughs> in my life." I said, "I had to go to this offsite meeting, and we took a van there." I said, I couldn't even sit on the van because my glutes and everything, my ass are so sore. And he said, well, he goes, he goes, it serves you right. He goes, you were chasing Danny, who's like an all-American runner. He's like, I don't know why you were doing that. And I'm like, I'm like, Eamon, I didn't know that he was that good of a runner. You know, like I, I was just trying to keep up with him. I was like, yeah, don't do that again. And Dude, that crushed so It's a lot of, there was a lot of things like that. But that goes to your, your challenge is you're going to walk into the room and you want to push yourself to do better and be better and wake up every morning and challenge yourself. And, and when your, your routine becomes stale, you need to wake up the next morning and figure out a, a way to challenge yourself in, in your daily routine. And I, 
I think that's profound. I like very important to people to resonate with is is starts with you and what's your mindset of of waking up and taking that mind share of five to ten minutes every morning of saying this is what resonates with me before you turn to your phone before you turn to work before you turn to your kids or your significant other and say where am I starting today and how am I going to kickstart that day hey everyone just a reminder, don't forget to listen to part two of this amazing two-part series with James Alvarez, businessman turned Iron Man. Thanks for tuning in. If you appreciate the people we bring on the show, please take 30 seconds to leave a rating and review.